Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be always acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, my strength and my Redeemer. Let us humbly confess our sins unto Almighty God. Almighty and most merciful Father, we have erred and strayed from thy ways like lost sheep. We have followed too much the devices and desires of our own hearts. We have offended against thy holy laws. We have left undone those things which we ought to have done, and we have done those things which we ought not to have done, and there is no health in us. But thou, O Lord, have mercy upon us, miserable offenders. Bear thou those, O God, who confess their faults. Restore thou those who are penitent, according to thy promises declared unto mankind in Christ Jesus our Lord. And grant, O most merciful Father, for his sake, that we may hereafter live a godly, righteous, and sober life to the glory of thy holy name. Amen. Almighty God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who desireth not the death of a sinner, but rather that he may turn from his wickedness and live, hath given power and commandment to his ministers to declare and pronounce to his people, being penitent, the absolution and remission of their sins, he pardoneth and absolveth all those who truly repent and unfeignedly believe his holy gospel. Wherefore, let us beseech him to grant us true repentance and his Holy Spirit, that those things may please him which we do at this present, and that the rest of our life hereafter may be pure and holy, so that at the last we may come to his eternal joy, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, for ever and ever. Amen. O Lord, open thou our lips. And our mouth shall show forth thy face. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Praise ye the Lord. The Lord's name be praised. Psalm 73, page 428. Truly God is loving unto Israel, even unto such as are of a clean heart. Nevertheless, my feet were almost gone, my treadings had well nigh slipped. And why I was grieved at the wicked, I do also see the ungodly in such prosperity. For they are in no peril of death, but are lusty and strong. They come in no misfortune like other folk, neither are they plagued like other men. And this is the cause that they are so holden with pride, and cruelty covereth them as a garment. Their eyes swell with fatness, and they do even what they lust. They corrupt other, and speak of wicked blasphemy. Their talking is against the Most High. For they stretch forth their mouth unto the heaven, and their tongue goeth through the world. Therefore fall the people unto them, and therefore suck they out no small advantage. 
Those say they, how should God perceive it? Is there no knowledge in the Most High? Lo, these are the ungodly. These prosper in the world, and these have riches and possession. And I said, Then have I cleansed my heart in vain, and washed my hands in innocency. All the day long have I been punished, and chastened every morning. Yea, and I had almost said even as they, but lo, then I should have condemned the generation of thy children. Then thought I to understand this, but it was too hard for me. Until I went into the sanctuary of God, then understood I the end of these men. Namely, how thou dost set them in slippery places, and castest them down and destroyest them. Oh, how suddenly do they consume, perish, and come to a fearful end. Yea, even like as a dream when one awaketh, so shalt thou make their image to vanish out of the city. Thus my heart was grieved, and it went even through my reins. So foolish was I and ignorant, even as it were a beast before thee. Nevertheless, I am all I am always by thee, for thou hast holden me by my right hand. Thou shalt guide me with thy counsel, and after that receive me with glory. Whom have I in heaven but thee, and there is none upon earth that I desire in comparison of thee? My flesh and my heart faileth, but God is the strength of my heart and my portion forever. For lo, though that they forsake thee shall perish, thou hast destroyed all them that are unfaithful unto thee. But it is good for me to hold me fast by God, to put my trust in the Lord God, and to speak of all thy works in the gates of the daughter of Zion. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here beginneth the 37th chapter of the book of Ecclesiasticus. Forget not thy friend in thy mind, and be not unmindful of him in thy riches. Every counselor extolleth counsel, but there is some that counseleth for himself. Beware of a counselor, and know before what need he hath, for he will counsel for himself, lest he cast the lot upon thee, and say unto thee, Thy way is good, and afterward he stand on the other side to see what shall befall thee. Consult not with one that suspecteth thee, and hide thy counsel from such as envy thee. Neither consult with a woman touching of her of whom she is jealous, neither with a coward in matters of war, nor with a merchant concerning exchange, nor with a buyer of selling, nor with an envious man of thankfulness, nor with an unmerciful man touching kindness, nor with the slothful for any work, nor with an hireling for a year of finishing work, nor with an idle servant of much business. Hearken not unto these in any matter of counsel. But be continually with a godly man, whom thou knowest to keep the commandments of the Lord, whose mind is according to thy mind, and will sorrow with thee, if thou shalt miscarry. And let the counsel of thine own heart stand, for there is no man more faithful unto thee than it. For a man's mind is sometime wont to tell him more than seven watchmen that sit above in an high tower. And above all this pray to the Most High, that he will direct thy way in truth, here ended the first lesson.
My soul doth magnify the Lord, and my spirit hath rejoiced in God my Savior. For he hath regarded the lowliness of his handmaiden. For behold, from henceforth all generations shall call me blessed. For he that is mighty hath magnified me, and holy is his name. And his mercy is on them that fear him throughout all generations. He hath showed strength with his arm. He hath scattered the proud in the imagination of their hearts. He hath put down the mighty from their seat, and hath exalted the humble and meek. He hath filled the hungry with good things, and the rich he hath sent empty away. He, remembering his mercy, hath hope in his servant Israel, as he promised to our forefathers Abraham and his seed forever. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here beginneth the eighth chapter of the Gospel according to St. Matthew. When he had come down from the mountain, great multitudes followed him. And behold, a leper came and worshipped him, saying, Lord, if you are willing, you can make me clean. Then Jesus put out his hand and touched him, saying, I am willing, be cleansed. Immediately the lep his leprosy was cleaned. And Jesus said to him, See that you tell no one, but go your way. Show yourself to the priest, and offer the gift that Moses commanded, as a testimony to them. Now when Jesus had entered Capernaum, a centurion came to him, pleading with him, saying, Lord, my servant is lying at home paralyzed, dreadfully tormented. And Jesus said to him, I will come and heal him. The centurion answered and said, Lord, I am not worthy that you should come under my roof, but only speak a word and my servant will be healed. For I also am a man under authority, having soldiers under me. And I say to this one, Go, and he goes, and to another, Come, and he comes. And to my servant, do this, and he does it. When Jesus heard it, he marveled, and said to those who followed, Assuredly, I say to you, I have not found such great faith, not even in Israel. And I say to you that many will come from east and west, and sit down with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob in the kingdom of heaven. But the sons of the kingdom will be cast out into outer darkness. There will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Then Jesus said to the centurion, Go your way, and as you have believed, so let it be done for you. And his servant was healed that same hour. Here ended the second lesson. Lord, now lettest thou thy servant depart in peace, according to thy word. For mine eyes have seen thy salvation, which thou hast prepared before the face of all people to be a light to lighten the Gentiles, and to be the glory of thy people Israel. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven, and sitteth on the right hand of God the Father Almighty. 
From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with thy spirit. Let us pray. O Lord, show thy mercy upon us. And grant us thy salvation. O Lord, save the state. And mercifully hear us when we call upon thee. And do thy ministers with righteousness. And make thy chosen people joyful. O Lord, save thy people. And bless thine inheritance. Give peace in our time, O Lord. For it is thou, Lord, only that makest us dwell in safety. O God, may clean our hearts within us. And take not thy Holy Spirit from us. Keep, we beseech thee, O Lord, thy church with thy perpetual mercy, and, because the frailty of man without thee cannot but fall, keep us ever by thy help from all things hurtful, and lead us to all things profitable to our salvation, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. O God, from whom all holy desires, all good counsels, and all just works do proceed, Give unto thy servants that peace which the world cannot give, that our hearts may be set to obey thy commandments, and also that by thee, we being defended from the fear of our enemies, may pass our time in rest and quietness through the merits of Jesus Christ our Savior. Amen. Light in our darkness, we beseech thee, O Lord, and by thy great mercy, defend us from all perils and dangers of this night for the love of thy only Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. So in our first lesson here from Ecclesiasticus, um, it, it addresses the theme of how to go about seeking counsel or seeking advice. And it gives sort of a three-step hierarchy, if you will, in terms of how to prioritize this counsel. So the most important counsel comes from what we receive from God in prayer. And then the second most important counsel is the counsel of our own hearts. And then third is the counsel of others, which the author spends the most time speaking to when he gives some of his thoughts about it. He says that even though it might not appear to be so, oftentimes the other person with whom we are seeking counsel actually has their own interests in mind, and we should be careful about that. And from there, he essentially counsels us um, not to seek advice from anybody who essentially doesn't put that thing into practice themselves. And ideally, our advice comes from somebody who is obedient to God, someone essentially who is on the same path that we are, and very significantly, Someone who will sorrow with us if we fail or if we fall. Someone who will not merely from a distance say, okay, here's what you should go and do, but rather someone who will enter into that experience with you. I think that entering in, that shouldering with you and coming alongside you, that support is actually the best sort of advice that we could ever receive. And then in our second lesson from Matthew chapter 8, at this point, Jesus has just finished at the end of chapter 7, he's just finished his famous Sermon on the Mount. And then what we see then in this next section in Matthew's Gospel in chapters 8 through 10 
we'll see actually nine miracle stories. It's almost as though Matthew is trying to communicate, okay, everything that Jesus has just been speaking about in his Sermon on the Mount, about the power of the kingdom, all of this is what it looks like when it actually comes over you, when you receive it. This is what it looks like. So here in our lesson, Jesus first heals a leper, and then he heals the centurion's servant. I think there are two main points being made here briefly. So the first, I think, is a comment on the nature of faith. Uh, specifically here, a comment on the nature of the centurion's faith, but it has universal application. So the centurion says, For I also am a man under authority, having soldiers under me. I say to this one, go, and he goes. And to this one, come, and he comes. And to my servant, do this, and he does it. That is what's um, being communicated here, is that the faith of the centurion, the faith which we are called to, is a faith which recognizes the authority that Jesus has. So the centurion, the whole point is, the centurion is a man who knows authority. He has it. He knows what it looks like when he sees it. And he sees this great authority in Jesus. And then the second point related then to the first is that those who should be having faith, that is, those who should be recognizing the authority that Jesus has, don't. Um, Jesus' own people don't have this sort of faith. It's the outsiders who do, those who aren't of his fold. You can do all of the right things. You can carry the badge around with you. That is, you can have the privileged status as being someone who follows God. But if you don't recognize Jesus' great authority, and if you don't submit to Jesus' authority, then simply put, then you don't have faith. You don't have the faith that will be required in order to dine with the patriarchs on the last day, and you will be cast out into the outer darkness. So we'll continue now with our intercession on page 590, and take a second and call to mind those you're praying for. Accept, O Lord, our intercessions for all mankind. Let the light of thy gospel shine upon all nations, and may as many as have received it live as becomes it. Be gracious unto thy church, and grant that every member of the same in his vocation and ministry may serve thee faithfully. Bless all in authority over us, and so rule their hearts and strengthen their hands, that they may punish wickedness and vice, and maintain thy true religion and virtue. Send down thy blessings, temporal and spiritual, upon all our relations, friends, and neighbors. Reward all who have done us good, and pardon all those who have done or wish us evil, and give them repentance and better minds. Be merciful to all who are in any trouble, and do thou, the God of pity, administer to them according to their several necessities. For his sake who went about doing good, thy Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Ghost be with us all evermore. Amen. Amen. Thanks, everyone. Have a good night. Thank you, Father Kevin. Good night, everybody. Thank you. Have a good evening.